Well, hello, friends and lovers, lovers and friends, friends who I've never had as lovers, lovers who I've never had as friends. Hi, how are you? My name's Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood. I know, it's Get Wood. Uh, your favorite sex positive, true story. Sometimes it's deep, but most of the times it's funny. If you're in a funky mood, come on over and hang out with Get Wood. But if, you, if you're in a great mood, come on over and hang out with Get Wood. What I'm saying is, it's your pal Jess. Hope you're good. Hi, babies. Welcome to the show. I almost didn't make it today. I know. Well, it wasn't because I saw a very handsome man in short shorts. No, it wasn't. Oh, my God. Do we love this trend? I, I have to say the 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 male upper thigh i never thought that i would say this it takes a certain male upper thigh to stop me in my tracks and to say oh my goodness look at that male upper thigh when the men are out wearing short shorts now you know what to do ladies and gentlemen you know what to do what I suggest, why, thanks for asking. I suggest a cat call. That's right, y'all. You turn, let's turn the tables on these motherfuckers. Let's turn it, let's turn the tables on them. I want to hear some women out their car talking about, hey, hey, shorts, hey, shorts. And you know what men often will do when they cat call is they'll, they'll pick the color. You know, they're very visual. They're very, and I love, I love men. <laughs> you know I do uh, but they're very visual and so they will often pick a color any color and uh, scream it at you red shorts what's up red shorts Ow, red shorts so now it's our turn ladies and gentlemen to turn the these tables are getting I'm like a DJ from the 80s we're gonna turn the tables and we're gonna start yelling out our Hey babe, hey boy, does that uh does that does them does fries come with that shake? I mean that's from like 1987. I think that's that actual cat call is from the 80s. But really, if I mean I do love a good cat call. You know I've talked about this before, but I believe it's time to turn it around on them. Who wears short shorts? Just just sing to them. Just sing to them. Yes. Oh, uh, ma. Yes, wear shorts that are short. And you know what? No offense to the long, short men, you know? Don't want no long, short men. I just, it's right now, for right now, let's have something to look forward to. The world is in such a flux. It's in such a mess. The short shorts on the men, why, it's a delight. And it's something to look forward to. And it's something that I celebrate here and now as present as we can possibly be. My feet are on the ground, but do I feel them all the time? No. Am I a human being who doesn't really be present? Who doesn't be present a lot? Oh my God. <laughs> can I please tell you? And I know there's some Albuquerque people and some New Mexico people on the, uh, on the line here. But I have to tell you, my vocabulary has gotten awful, terrible. And remember, I lived in LA before this. So really, huh, that was even worse maybe. Although here, what I love about Albuquerque is there are so many funny sayings like, uh, 
This is my favorite one. And my friend's mom said it the other night after she was at a show where someone got upset at the show and there was almost a fight. And, and the mom came up after and she goes, hey, they were all peepee hearted. Peepee hearted. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand where I'm living right now? Peepee hearted is an insult where I'm living right now. Where I came from, you know, I like to talk about my aunt a lot here. She's a Jew from New York. And let me tell you something about a Jewish aunt from New York. She is very, very close to, to Scarface in her <laughs> actions and reactions. Promise you. So I'm not used to the, the peepee hearted, eh? Like, uh, I heard butt hurt before. They also really like butt hurt here. I don't like butt hurt. I would prefer peepee hearted. Yeah, Vicky. Hey, Liz. Oh my God. Yes. Aunt Vicky is amazing. When I told her that I was having some trouble with my guy at the, at the mechanic, she said, fuck you. And not to me, but meaning to them. And I thought, God, that's close to Scarface. Fuck you. You know, and, uh, that's a situation. Anyway, I love the short shorts. Please, men, continue on showing your upper thigh. The world is in a very bad place. We need more skin from our men. Skin men, men's skin. We need that men's skin. Oh, yeah. And you know, I've gotten some fantastic cat calls, especially when I lived in New York City. I was waiting for the Albuquerque cat call because I didn't know what it was. You know, I've been here a little over a year and I still haven't heard the Albuquerque cat call. What's going on? Well, here's number numero uno is because usually women are not walking here. This is not a walk in town. So you walk in, you selling that ass. Do you know? Uh, it's I and I live near the blade. I asked the guys when I first moved in. I said, "Hey guys, there seems to be a lot of cars pulling to the side when I walk to the store." And they, "What store are you going to?" Uh, and I said, "The Zuni Walmart." And they say, "What the fuck are you going there for?" Like, no, where <laughs> you're not supposed to go. And I go, "I kind of like it. It's a, there's a lot of characters there." And they're like, "That's one way you could put it." Um, anyway, men getting cat calls, the cat calls that I got in New York were so creative and beautiful. Like at one time this guy said, uh, yo, yo, miss, I love your ensemble. Your ensemble. I know. I love New York. They're very, they're very, they're readers. You know, for the most part they read and no offense, LA and Albuquerque, but you don't read. Okay. And when I say that on stage, people get all pissy, you know, they get, they get all peepee hearted. Okay. They get all buttered and shit, but it's true. How many literary, uh, geniuses are from, you know, I get it. A lot of writers in Santa Fe. Sure. They go out there when they can afford it. Do you think struggling writers are in Santa Fe? Hell to the no. Hey Lubin, what up brother? Um, yeah, it's not, we, okay, so not very literate, but I still love you because they're great cat calls. So I finally learned what the cat call in Albuquerque was, and here's what it was. I was walking down Central with my friend, and you know you shouldn't walk down Central uh, as a woman. And um, <laughs> and these guys in a car 
pulled up to us uh, on the on the side of the road, and the, and one of them leaned out. The passenger leaned out of his car like a scrub. Yes, hello, Shauna. You know, scrub. Uh, uh, no scrubs right here. So uh, he leaned out the out the window, out the passenger window of his best friend's ride, and he screamed out, "Hey!" you know where there is any parking at? And then they crashed into the side of the curb. And I was like, Albuquerque cat call. Woo! I finally figured out what it was. And there it was. And it was amazing. It was, mwah. it was in the, in the words of Joey Gay. Mwah. It was <laughs> fucking beautiful. Oh my God, New York. I, New York, can we just talk for a second? I've not, I've mentioned New York a couple times. I will mention I will mention him again. That's right. I call New York a he because, well, all those erect buildings. <laughs> I don't know. He's a mess a lot of the time. He's been around for a long time. He's kind of like my granddaddy, sugar daddy. I just, I love New York so much. I miss it so much right now. And I don't know, I don't know what happened, why, how I turned the corner on New York and thought, oh my God. I mean, look, I've been, let's not lie to each other. I've been thinking about New York since I left. I didn't leave New York in a huff. That's the thing. You know, when you, here's, okay. I, I talked earlier about, or I didn't talk, but I, I teased the folks with the, um, the notion of trusting your guts. Do you trust your guts? Uh, I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. Like, you know, I, like a good Buddhist teacher, Jesse, your craft is very strong. Uh, like a good Buddhist teacher, you want to you want to tell the same uh, you want to tell the same story differently, so that maybe one time the kids can't get it that one time, but then they can get it another way. Anyhow, I didn't leave New York in a huff. I left New York because it just felt right in my heart and my guts to go back to L.A. where I'm from. I hate admitting that. <laughs> All right, so I went back to Los Angeles, and folks, kids, adults alike out there, family, friends, lovers, baby, babes, listen to this. Now, I took myself, and it was almost like a lobster when you, and you, and I don't, I've never done this, but this is what I've seen in movies. When you take a lobster and you just throw it into that pot of boiling water, that's kind of the physicality that I got. I didn't get burned. Thank you so much for being worried about me. No, but the idea of putting yourself in a place where so much trauma happened to you and you go, you know what? I'm facing this straight up, straight on and right in the nose. So uh, punch it right at the nose. So going to Los Angeles was not so much me saying, fuck you, New York, I'm out of here, but really saying, hello, LA, I need to process a bunch of shit that I have been carrying around with me for years and years and years. And it's not doing me any good. It's not doing anybody around me any good. So blah, blah, blah. There I go to Los Angeles. Lobster, hot water, me. Uh, me lobster, LA hot water. You got it. I don't have to explain it. Getting into that city, living where I lived, working where I worked, I was, I was confronted with every memory, every trauma. I hadn't even remembered certain things. I mean, getting shot. I come on, getting shot in a drive-by, major situation. That's why you went to Chicago. Exactly. I think as we get a, a little older and we know that everyone has a really hard time 
Um, everyone is very damaged goods, and that means our parents too. Now, does that mean we forgive everything that ever fucking happened to us in their house? No, but what we do is we can become a little bit, or not we, but I've been practicing this. I hope everyone else does because it's such a, a fucking weight off your shoulders. I've been just practicing sitting through the hard stuff, sitting through the hard visits, sitting through the hard emotions, sitting through the hard memories and crying, allow it to cry out, allow it to shake out of your body, you know, because listen, I, uh, understand how, listen, I understand how abused most of us have been in our lives. No matter where you come from, you don't ever get out of, uh, of this clean, right? So whatever we can do to put our, make ourselves the lobster and throw ourselves in the pot and sit with it. Now, I'm not saying to do this alone. You, you want to have a, a therapist is great um, because you don't want to rely on your friends. Your friends, don't, we don't have doctorates in psychology. We don't know what the fuck to tell you. And we'll tell you, you know, fuck that guy or fuck that girl and you need to go. No, go talk to a doctor. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of help out there. And if you like a Jungian, I was myself and I'm going to do my mother for a second because I was in Jungian analysis. And I have to say, the, the Carl Jung idea of therapeutic process is so beautiful because it is because he deal he he talks about synchronicity he, he's the one who made it up synchronicity and uh symbols and signs and let me tell you something i had a goddamn panic attack now i hadn't had a panic attack in quite some time you and i know each other you know i've been in multiple uh, situations that are frightening since I was when I was a child. So of course these things are going to come back. And yeah, guided meditation, uh, inner child work. Yes, all these things are amazing to do. That's why I do the morning pages every day. And I preach the artist's way to you guys. Even if you don't consider yourself an artist, go get the artist's way because it really is just like a 12-week workbook for yourself. And you, And there's a lot of stuff in there that brings up a lot of stuff. Speaking of which, I had a panic. I had a couple panic attacks since we last met. I know two in a week, Jess, what the hell? Well, remember what they say, check on your happy friends. Hello. Uh, it's not the friends that are all sad and fucking tell you all the time. Oh, I'm all fucked up and I'm so sad and I don't know how to do this and I don't know how to do that. Well, apparently you do because you're figuring it out by being sad. Me, I'm all, hey, uh, yeah. Oh no, everything's, hi, how are you? And then I'm like, ah. you know what I mean? So I know a lot of us are like that and I don't mind telling you that my truths. So the panic attacks come up when you're, I believe, when we're forcing ourselves to do stuff that's just not in line with what we are supposed to be doing, not in line with the universe and what it wants for us. Speaking of, look, I am, I have been a waitress, okay? I've been a waitress and a bartender since I learned how to pour a drink. I mean, I've really, here's the thing. Before the waitress and the bartender, I was an entertainer. I've been an entertainer since I came out of that Mama L's womb. Oh, Jesse, you were, you always were so great. But I did, that was how I survived. I survived by being an entertainer. I didn't ever have 
the guts to really put myself out there as a as a real entertainer. So what did I do? I did the mini entertaining, which is uh, waitressing and bartending. Because if you know anything about waitresses and bartenders, the good ones, why they entertain you? They come to your table, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, and they keep you laughing and they keep you going, even if something's fucked up with your food. And a boom, 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 and a ha cha cha. Okay, so we've talked about this before these last few years where I can't go and get the job that I used to get and I'm forcing my, oh my God, oh my God. I feel like I'm just from the Midwest and I'm forcing it. You know, here's the thing. You don't want to force it. You can't force it. I don't care if you got $50 in the goddamn bank, Jessica. And I'm talking to myself, obviously, and I'm talking to anybody else who cares about this stuff. But you cannot force yourself back into a smaller place that you've lived for a very long time. You must accept the big, big stuff. You have to accept, this is me telling myself, you must accept the big, wonderful stuff that is in store for you. Oh my God, Alexis comes on exactly when I say that. Of course she does. My divine queen, welcome. I know for a fact that if you tell the universe and you tell yourself every day, you know what? I know I'm flush. I am flush with money, with lovers, with work, with creativity coming out of my goddamn pores. Well, then it'll be. It be. When I decide that I'm going to go and train at a at a restaurant, no matter how cute the restaurant, how cool, oh, I love the people, oh, we had a hug, oh, there was, you know, they recognized my frankincense oil. All of that is great. But you know what? I don't need to go back. So here's the thing. I'm up at fucking five this morning talking about, you know, like a cat in a bad hairball situation. I'm all nervous, belly's all fucked up, panic attacks setting on in the middle of the night. And my body's like, you can't go, you can't go, you can't go. And I'm like, but I have to. I'm a good girl. I'm a good girl. And that's that fucking forsation. Stop forcing that old shit on yourself panic. Your body remembers. Remember the last time I tried to go get a waitressing job, you guys? My back went completely out. Completely out. Bye. Bye back. Okay. You gotta see the signs. I saw the signs. You must or else you're going to tear your poor little body apart. And here's the thing. I love my auntie. Remember I talked about her earlier, Aunt Vicky, aka Scarface? She is a doll. But guess what? She is 30 years some odd older and still has a very hard time thinking that she is good enough, big enough, powerful enough. Things are going to go well for her. Things are going to go well. And I think, uh uh-oh, I better start practicing. Even if you fake it till you make it, I'm going to just keep saying things are fantastic. Are you kidding me? I'm getting all the acting jobs, all the comedy jobs. And listen, folks, listen, kids, listen, lover, BBs. Guess what? I am. Here's the thing. Half of these notes right here are to tell you about shows that I have coming up. And let's just shift into the positive, shall we, since we're talking about it. All right, let's talk about stuff. Okay. Tommy Davidson. That's right, from In Living Color and all kinds of other great stuff. Tommy Davidson is performing here in Albuquerque tomorrow night. And when I saw the listing go in, 
or come up on social media. And I know the producers over there because I've done a lot of work at Revel Entertainment, which is a great space. They treat me amazing. They give me, you know, money. They're very nice. I signed a titty there one time. I signed a titty. Yeah, like a rock star. Signing titties. I mean, come on. So anyway, I, as soon as I saw him post it, I wrote to him and I said, hey, is there any way that I can open for Tommy Davidson when he's in town? And he wrote me right back and said, yes, I was thinking about you. And I thought, oh my God, because I've never done that before. And we have to do that. We have to put ourselves out for the biggest thing possible and know that we're capable of doing it and that we're going to kill it once we go and do it. And so what do I do now? I prepare my set for tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I get to be with Tommy Davidson, share the stage. I mean, we're not going to do a variety act, but you know, I'm so excited because we're so similar. It's an act out. It's a character. It's a good time, boy. Oh my God. Bam. So I'm very excited. And I'm just telling you, I, I have to just reiterate the, this whole shtick of like, we cannot put ourselves we cannot make ourselves smaller anymore. We cannot make ourselves smaller. I promise you, it could be a relationship. It could be a job. It could be a friendship. Stop being small for other people. Don't don't do it. You don't have to be mean. You could be kind. I'm not mad at anybody right now, but I certainly am not giving a lot of my energy out because I need it. I need my energy to to make bigger moves and to know that I'm uh, I'm showing up for myself. I'm showing up for me. That's what we, and our bodies do not lie to us. They always tell us exactly where we're, what we're supposed to do. Old ideas, old patterns, limiting beliefs. Exactly. We don't need those anymore. Those are fucking, those are like, what are those like? Like polka dots. Who wears polka dots anymore? Come on. All right. Speaking of polka dots, you know how many cutie pie McGee's that I saw at the art walk on Friday night? I know we're skipping around, but we love each other. And we know that if we work on ourselves and we show up for ourselves continually showing up for ourselves, that's what's really going to make everything okay. And guess why? I'm going to talk about Art Walk now because Art Walk was the first place to be open when I moved here. There was nothing else open during pandemic. It was all closed down. So Art Walk was open. And you know, it Art Walk, it's self-explanatory. It's a you walk around and you look at art, right? But it's all local artists, everybody out, everybody just doing their fucking thing and and killing it like just thriving and my favorite thing to do down at art walk is to walk around with my other comedian friends because they don't know anybody and a bitch feels popular okay oh uh she feel popular because i am friends with all these artists and i have to just make shout outs right now that's my aubrey right there 84 kiddos designs that's the up, hearts and kiddos um my babes at babel studio if you're not following babel studio you must they are a local like resin and you know they make like ashtrays and earrings and all kinds of groovy shit. You know, like, the, the, oh, I'm not wearing my resin. But anyway, Babel Studio. It's Babe with an L. I know. And um, so follow those guys. Also, Muerto Steph and Nocturne. Oh, my God. 
god like the most beautiful just the the they're so just who they are everyone's just who they are there's no weirdness they're not looking past you at the art walk where there's a bunch of people it's just so beautiful so if you can follow those folks um what else oh my favorite part of uh of the adventure of art walk was being with my other comedian friends we got shout out to uh chuck parker that's my my fairy godfather out there and uh shout out to caleb mulkey and another comedian because caleb and i went and stood in a parking place to hold it for chuck now i know why am i getting so excited are you getting excited? Did you grow up with a, a, a parent with a car or a grandparent or an auntie or an uncle, whoever took care of you? Did they ever make you go and stand in the fucking parking space and hold it for them? Oh my God, torture. You know, I know a lot of kids <laughs> who had fantastic lives, but you know what? I bet you they had to stand in a fucking parking space and hold it for one of their parents. And that is not fun that is so not fun you have to tell other adults like no i'm sorry sorry i'm i'm holding this space for my mom uh no sorry i'm holding this space for my mom go, go look somewhere else and then the people in the car get all pissed at you and me and mulkey were talking and we're like you know what i don't care this fool's pissed at me my mom will beat me up way harder than these fools my mom will smack me in the face right in front of these fools talking about what the shit get the fuck out you know and like i told you to fucking keep the space that's that parking space drama oh my god but it was so fun you know what was the most fun was just bonding with other people that we that they also had horrifying situations where they had to go and stand in a fucking parking space and be like my mom my mom's coming right now she's coming i swear like <laughs> motherfucker talk about panic attack oh good god all right i got five more minutes with you folks and i just have to tell you now you know how i love to talk about uh things that i've watched over the cup over the week and man this week is no different let me just fucking tell you and i'm gonna start to curse like a lot more right now when i talk about him but motherfucking shane mcgowan <laughs> Shane McGowan. If you don't know the Shane McGowan documentary, please go and watch it. I forget what it's Netflix or Hulu or one of those joints. Uh, oh my God. Okay. Shane McGowan was the singer, the lead singer for the Pogues, which I was never into the Pogues. I liked punk rock music and they were punk rock, but they were Irish punk rock. So what he did was he went back to the traditional yoodly doodly hoodly loodly and then they put like gish 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 you know in it. So it was like hoodly doodly gish gish hoodly doodly fish gish and um the I think the biggest song, the biggest hit he had they had was Christmas in New York, Christmas time in New York. It was something, it was very strange. And he's like, and Christmas time in New York. And it's very Irish and very strange. However, 
so inspiring as far as going back to your roots, going really, really deep into tradition, and then pulling your own voice out and and molding those together. And I've seen so many examples of this this week. Um, Shane McGowan did McGowan did it, and he started. Well, he started on the drink at four years old. You can't help but be inspired if you're drinking at four years old a frothy pint. Oh my God, the poor boy. So he was, you know, he was smoking cigarettes by like five. I mean, that's even gnarly for me. You guys know I have a fucked up story. And that, <laughs> Shane McCowan put it, my God, it was insane. Anyway, taking traditional and making it your own. Um, there, The hallucin- Hallucination are a DJ crew that are uh, indigenous guys, native guys that are a crew uh, of DJs. I think I said DJ crew. And... Halusa Nation, what they do, what they've done is they take uh, their native music, again, going back traditional, back snacks, going back traditionally to the uh, oldest music of your people and then remixing it into now. Hey, Ron. And uh, it's so beautiful. And so I really recommend the Shane McGowan documentary. And I, I recommend looking up Halusa Nation, the uh, indigenous DJs. So great. And they say, and then the DJ guys said, uh, we didn't realize how political it was to have a bunch of Native Americans together in one place gathered and, uh, and listening to music and dancing to music and presenting. And they said, uh, they said something really beautiful about uh, going to places where there were only white people in the audience. And one of the guys said, you know, I don't, I don't get mad and think, what the hell are they doing here? What the hell are these white people doing here? Why are they trying to listen to our music? He says, no, the opposite. I actually really hope that by us presenting our traditional music, but with a, a piece of art, our new cultures now, but taking the old, because he goes, we weren't even allowed to sing our songs. So now we're not only just putting our songs out but we're mixing remixing it with a new sound and we're hoping that more people will uh understand our culture more and understand how important it is to have this venue to uh venue well you know this this outlet to put it in and they sell out every fucking show let me tell you how bomb that music is ah Okay, so Hallucination, Shane McGowan, Art Walk, if you can, Panic Attacks, tell us something. Take note when you're panicking. Take note when your breath can't even itself out. Be gentle with yourself. Yell at boys in short shorts, some hot cat calls, and come and see me open for Tommy Davidson tomorrow night at Revel. If there's any tickets left, I don't even know. But I also am very excited to uh, tell you all that I am going to be in the opening night, in the opening show of the opening weekend of Dry Heat Comedy Club, the new comedy club in Albuquerque, the one and only comedy club in Albuquerque. Bink, bink. Dry Heat. That's right. 
June 23rd. It's a Thursday evening, 7 p.m. I will be op- I, will, I will be headlining the opening show of the opening weekend of Dry Heat Comedy Club. So go get your tickets. All the shows are fire. And uh, also, very excited that Friday to be going to do B2B Brewery, which is going to be a blast. B2B, which if you know, you know. And then, oh my goodness, very, very exciting. The last Sunday of the month, the 26th, I will be at the Lobo Theater. I went last month to, it's Zacabeta and Friends. It's amazing. I went last month to support unbelievable giant balcony i mean the the theater is beautiful and if you can come please come get a ticket and come and laugh your damn ass off okay so i am so excited to just be doing all this and you know this is what i'm supposed to be doing abundance abundance in our creative lives and what we love even if you love numbers i hope you have an abundance of them in your life all right y'all i love you so much i gotta go but uh this has been so fun as usual i really really appreciate you and you know i always say this but uh i would like to be like sublime in the way that well i yes i mix punk rock ska reggae and rock and roll uh, and hip hop for you, of course, but also like Sublime with word of mouth. You know that Sublime was a, a band in the 90s that got huge because people talked about it to their friends. So if you would tell your friends, tag a few people, uh, share on your stories, tag me when you do. I love you so much for listening. Look at, I even have my mannequin with me today. I know, look, look at my mannequin. I know, stop it easily distracted that's what it says here for those of you only on audio right now you're missing this beautiful video of my easily distracted t-shirt and boy shorts also they come in tank tops so please get on me <laughs> get on me get in me and get around me because i am slick I love you so much for watching. I love you for listening. Pass it on. Be gentle with yourself. Hopefully it'll help you be gentle with others. It's maddening. Go look at some short, short boys. I love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Yes, I need to stop.